Today's episode, we're doing the last part in this series titled, These Seven Tests Will Strengthen Your Faith. And we're going to be talking about the test of provision on Souls Rule 2. And welcome to Souls Rule 2. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life once all at a time. And Abraham, in this test, faces his greatest test to date. God wants Abraham now not only to obey him and do the step-by-step -step that he waited for for 25 years, but now he wants Abraham to surrender the very dream, the very promise that he waited for all these years. So imagine this kind of test where, where God puts you through the paces for 25 years, waiting, obeying, doing the right thing, struggling, saying no to the wrong things. And now God is saying, I want that promise back now. Everything that you waited for, everything you labored for, everything you obeyed for, I want it back. So here's a scripture I want to give you today. Genesis 22, 7 and 8, which kind of gives us a glimpse of what Abraham maybe was was feeling at the time and maybe what he what he decided in his heart at the time, because this is a pivotal moment for him. Isaac said to his father, Abraham, uh, he said, here I am. And he said, the fire and the wood are here. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God himself will provide the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked together. So we find in this story that Abraham, by now, he is starting to walk by faith in a powerful way. And Abraham allows his whole life to hope and to pivot on this moment. This is why he's believing God, and this is no ordinary sacrifice. God wants Abraham to place his dearest, most important thing that he waited for on the altar. This is the son that he he waited for, he contended for, that he said no to other potential sons that he had made through illegitimate marriages, and even through his servant that maybe was next in line. Uh, Abraham obeyed God. And now God says, I want more yet. And so we find that after these things, it says, right? After these things, God tested Abraham. And that's in Genesis. In other words, after this merry-go-round of craziness and busyness and and failing and obeying and getting up and falling down and, and manipulating, you know, on Abraham's part. And after these things reminds us that there are seasons where one thing happens right after the other. And there seems no end to the trials and no ends to the tribulations that you go through. And after all the trials and tribulations and failures and victories, God says, I want more to Abraham. He says, I want the dearest thing that you have. And, and I want you to put it on my altar. So the test is simply this. Th there was a critical fork in the road in Abraham's life. And so imagine a fork in the road and one part leads to a beautiful place. But the other part leads to a very dark and hopeless place. And he's asking Abraham to make a decision. Will you place the most valuable thing you have, the thing you waited for, the thing you sacrificed for, sweated for on God's altar? That, that's the question here. And that, that fork in the road determines which, which decision you're making. Because if you choose God's way, he's going to make it right. He's, he's going to prosper. He's going to bless. So the two roads before Abraham were either trust God and his provision, or murmur and complain and be angry and be bitter. 
how many Christians have maybe taken this route through the years that they still, after they're older, define themselves by something that happened 25 years ago, something that really hurt them or upset them or offended them, and they hold on to it like, like it happened yesterday. And that's why God wants us to take the better road, and the better road is costly because you have to take all the things that are dear to you, that are important to you, and lay them at God's feet. So what does provision mean today? Provision means a couple of things. It means this, silence obedience, or silent obedience rather. Our silent obedience can either be quiet trust, or the other road is bitter murmuring, right? Hebrews eleven seventeen says this, By faith, Abraham, when put to the test, he offered up Isaac. He who had received the promises was ready to offer up his only son. So Hebrews speaks of Abraham as someone who was overcoming that, that lack of, of faith and struggle. And I think of the Israelites who murmured in the desert. That was their option that they took. And we find Job murmuring through the story as he's, he's lamenting and angry at God. So what we do in times when we are quiet and processing is the ultimate test for the condition of our hearts, that when God puts something before us that we have to walk through. So Abraham used hope language. I call it hope language. I don't know what you might call it, but in Genesis 22, 8, it says, Abraham said, God himself will provide the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. So Abraham is kind of telling his son, this is my story and I'm sticking to it. God's going to come through. God's going to break through. God's going to do this. And this is what hope, hopeful language is when you trust God with the dearest things that you lay on the altar. That you say, God, I, I'm going to bring this thing and put it on the altar, but I'm trusting that you're going to make provision because I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't have this because I've labored for this, I've obeyed for this, and I've contended for this. So, Provision means standing, uh, uh, silent obedience, but it also means this. It means standing firmly on the promise. On whose promise? On God's promise. What comes after obedience? Though he made mistakes, Abraham obeyed God in the past. Remember, his servant, I think his name was Eliezer, if, if I recall, was one of the guys who was next in line to, you know, to take Abraham's position. Abraham had said that to God, why can't he stand before you as, as the inheritance? And, and he tried Ishmael, or not Ishmael rather, but uh, Hagar's son. Yeah, Hagar's son was Ishmael, I believe. And, and, but that was illegitimate because that was Abraham's manipulation. And then Abraham had another wife, Keturah, who he had other kids with. Any of them could have maybe been in line. So Abraham obeyed God through all this. And in the past, Abraham had sent Ishmael and his mother on into the wilderness with a jug of water saying, God's going to take care of you because he told me to do this. And a loaf of bread. I mean, that sounds like a deadbeat dad, but in this rare case, right, God is doing this because God, and God did make a great nation out of Ishmael. So Abraham believed that God would fulfill his promise and give him a son from his own body. And so he resisted appointing his own heir from his own wisdom and let God do it. But here's the hard part. Here's what makes the test so hard. God is saying, you did everything right, but I still want the promise that I gave you, that you waited for 25 years. So now Abraham 
has a son, Isaac, that he's all excited about for 25 years. God says, I want you to take a three-day journey and go sacrifice him to me as an offering. It sounds cruel. It sounds sadistic. It sounds cultic. But yet, there's more to the story. And there's a scripture in Ephesians 6, 13, before the soldier is told to put on his, his war armor, where it says this, And having done everything to stand... Or having the, rather, having done everything, stand firm. And so Abraham had done everything. Now he's standing firm on what God said. And that's what you have to do when, when you're not sure of what God is doing. Just stand. You've done everything you know to obey God and to, to please Him. So just stand. Let Him take care of it. So, But it also has this, the, the provision has this, seeing beyond the moment. And we're going to bring this in for landing in a minute. We're going to keep this short today. God trained Abraham to point where Abraham was ready to lay down everything. He trained him to the point where Abraham was, was ready to do it. And that's real faith. Real faith is not just, you know, it's been taught by some people that, oh, it's, it's all this. You have to say these words and just get what you want. But faith is way more than that. It, it requires much more surrender to God than it does control. In fact, it requires no control at all. Because God is the one in control, and my faith is based on Him, not on my ability to believe in Him, but in Him, the object. He's the object. But God trained Abraham to do this, for this point, for this day. And so Abraham knew in his heart that God would come through. That's why he said to his servant before him and his son departed, and I won't... Uh, I won't, you know, read the whole thing, but he just basically said this, he said, and he will come back to you, or we will come back to you. So he's expecting that this is going to work out because he's saying, we're going to come back to you, not me. <laughs> if Abraham didn't have faith, he would have said, I'll be back. Uh, but instead he said, we will come back to you. So this is what we call faith that stands, right? This is this is the provision test. Is Man, when, when God seems to take away everything from you and you seem disoriented and you seem like which way is up what's going on uh, we find that that god ha has a way of just getting back getting us back to where we need to be and so that's faith speaking so abraham passes the test and god saw the result of what he wanted to see which is abraham laying down the dearest thing to him the promise that he held all those years and he did it and god said this when abraham was ready to strike with a knife right Th through an angel he sent do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything for him or to him for now i know that you fear god since you have not withheld your son your only son from me so god got what he wanted from him he didn't want a human sacrifice God detests human sacrifice. You see it all through the Old Testament where God, God criticizes Israel for letting their children pass through the fires of Molech. I mean, they had child sacrifice in those days. It was evil. And so what comes after? Abraham was blessed with God's provision. What was the provision? Suddenly he looks up and there's a ram caught in the thicket and Abraham sacrificed the lamb to God. 
So here's what I'm saying. God calls you to lay it down, but then he makes the provision. He's going to take care of it. Whether it's your whole career, your whole life, your whole family, lay, lay it down because God's going to take care of it and he will bring provision. That is a promise. That is the, the, the test of provision, but it's also a promise. And this is what made Abraham, in my opinion, the father of faith, that he obeyed God to the very end. Not just faith, but faith enough to lay down the most important thing that that meant to him, the most important thing of his life, his, his son, his only son. So faith is not blind in the end. It is trusting in God, the object of our faith, to come through, to break through for us, despite how hopeless that situation feels or seems. So if you like this podcast, uh, leave a like and uh, check out our 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 YouTube channel and check us out on Buzzsprout and Apple and Google and any, any place you can get the audio ones. But until next time, it was great talking to you and thank you so much for listening and watching. God bless you.